Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kitty O'Brien, and this is your Unconditioned Inner Magic Podcast. And today I've got someone very lovely to interview, um, the lovely Estia, and she's going to be talking to us about what well, she she knows so much about the spiritual realms. And we would we've actually just had a very long conversation about transformation and about the energy and about March and everything. But before I dive into everything, I'm going to let her introduce herself. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Thank you, Kitty. I'm really, really excited to be here. Uh, It's my first spiritual interview, so I'm I'm really thrilled. And it's really an honor and privilege, you know, to be uh, interviewed by you, um, a woman full of wisdom, all soul. And uh, yeah, very excited. So in terms of introduction... Uh, you know, I have quite an unusual uh, background because I'm, I'm a banking lawyer, but I've been on the, the spiritual path for since probably hmm, almost 20 years. Um, and yet there is always something that brings me back to spirituality, always. And I'm really interested in a wide range of subjects, you know, ranging from angel, ascended master, uh, alchemy, uh, ancient Egypt, um, you know, Norse mythos. Uh, crystals which is also one of my passions and um, yes so yes really really happy to be to be here with you and you write a blog as well um, when you get the chance to which is really fascinating got loads of information there so I'll make sure I put all the links in the description so people can go on over and um, and read the blog so we were talking about there's just so much going on at the moment isn't there in the spiritual world we've got a lot of people um well, firstly, a lot of people are getting sort of into it um, and not in like a hippie way, because I think when you say the word spiritual, a lot of people instantly think of the 60s and they don't take it very seriously. But it's it's become quite a large movement now. And and there's there's actually science that's backing up a lot of the things now. I mean, there's a, a, a book someone sent me the other day called The Science Behind Woo Woo. And it's as this um it's I think the author's Vex something, but he wrote, um, he's written many books about the science behind like spirituality and and we've got, I mean, in my book that I've written, I mentioned that you can even like see people's auroras with certain types of cameras. There's lots of different technology that's coming out and it's really backing up um the term spirituality. So so yeah, it's getting really exciting now, I think, in the world. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, you know, we, we reached really a turning point. And I think, you know, it started with the pandemic and we were left really with a choice. Uh, do we carry on, you know, in the path of fear control or are we being coming out, you know, more awakened as a result of this? And I think a lot of souls are choosing the path of awakening, which is, which is great. And I think, you know, we found ourselves, I mean, I can speak of experience that I've never worked so much on my spirituality than during the past two years, during the pandemic. I was at home, binged on a lot of spiritual courses. And I think a lot of people, you know, as well, awakened and said, you know what, there is more to, to, to it than life, than probably my day-to-day job or, you know, um, everything that, you know, we are perceiving in our life. There is just more to it. There is this, you know, multi-dimension that we were discussing earlier. Uh, and I think this is a really exciting time. And and we are not the only one ascending. The earth is ascending as well. So very, yeah. very exciting. No, it really is. And I mean, it's, there's different books that have come out, I think, that have sort of started guiding people into it, like The Secret and The Magic and, you know, about how we can manifest our reality and whatever we want. So we're breaking away from that fear and scarcity that we've been essentially programmed to believe, um, that there's not enough to go around and there's lack and there's scarcity. But, you know, certain books that have come out that I think it was like a gentle start to people waking up. And then, yes, the pandemic, people were, like, stuck at home and they were really questioning like how they were living their life and and yeah it, and like you said the world is ascending as well um and I actually was the saying like I mean I've always said I believe in UFOs when we lived in France we lived in the mountains the sky was pitch black no light pollution and you could see so much going on but we've even now had like a, a couple of UFO sightings on top of things as well um and I believe you know I do believe that that's 
all going to snowball and have an effect yep. and the government will one day say yes we've actually had technology the whole time and yep. but yeah there's and there's different even on netflix now there's a lot more yes available yep. for, to the public to watch yes you're totally right and i think there is quite a lot of um, activities and interest you know from star beings uh, it has always been the case that you know there have been connection between you know the earth and you know other star systems but yeah um I, I do think that um, as part of, you know, awakening, they are showing even more interest uh, into, yeah. you know, what what the earth is going to become, uh, because it's about time that we that we wake up. I think um, we are lagging a bit behind. Uh, and you're right, there is quite a lot uh, on, on Netflix, even Graham Hancock. Um, mm. has released, it's quite an interesting, actually, um, documentary um, uh, on the apocalypse, you know, the ancient apocalypse. Yes, yes, I've watched that. Yeah, oh, I love ancient civilizations. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. And I mean, they were so advanced and they were yeah. they were building these um, civilizations right after the Ice Age when uh, supposedly we were just learning how to be hunter-gatherers. But actually, when you use technology now and you can actually date back and, and see how much further back these monuments go. And the fact they're so precisely aligned to the star systems is just phenomenal. Um, so when I actually look at the human race, sometimes I think we've gone a bit backwards. I totally agree. <laughs> you know, we really have done. We have all this technology. We Actually, we've gone backwards. I mean, um, when you look at the ancient Egyptian, I mean, let's just look at um, women's rights. When you go back to the ancient Egyptian times, men and females were equal they had equal rights but now we're in a then we went through a stage of losing that so now we're having to fight for our rights again and it's you know even with we don't get equal pay and and all of this other stuff that's going on at the moment so I really feel like we've gone backwards and not forwards but now I think and the ancient civilizations I have to say really really um were in sync with the earth and they looked after it and they know they understood like we don't bite the hand that feeds us you know we look after our planet and then we went through i mean christ you couldn't have planned the industrial revolution to be more polluting if you tried um and we yeah. have so much so much problems or so many problems um with climate change and everything from us being just ruthless and really quite not very sensible at all and yeah you, you're totally right and i think that's why it, it is time you know to to look back you know, at this uh, ancient civilization. So that's why I think it's always interesting, you know, to learn from from their wisdom because they were fairly, I mean, fairly advanced as we discussed, but also um, there were quite, a, I think, stronger links to the star system that we are talking, yeah. you know, serious and, you know, this knowledge, this deep knowledge that, you know, we are connected, you know, beyond, you know, the solar system. And I found it very fascinating. Also, you know, they used to be connected our ancestors to the lunar cycle, you yeah. know, the, um, you know, solstices, uh, we are coming back to that. Um, so it, it does make you wonder, and I always wonder, are we actually inventing anything or are we just re rediscovering yes. what has been, you know, done in the past from ancestors? I think we keep forgetting and then reviewing what has been done. But the reality is that I think the knowledge, past knowledge uh, and ancient knowledge is, is yet still profound. Yeah. And still so relevant and we probably think that because yes we have smartphone we have all the tech wi-fi and so on we are advanced no we can still not recreate the pyramids yeah this, this is just unbelievable yeah we are we actually not that it, we're not as advanced as we like to think we are and if there was an ice age i doubt half of us would survive it like our ancestors did we wouldn't know what to do i mean we can't even like they they at least knew how the world i mean Look at herbs, for example. You walk down the street and most people can't tell you what tree they've just walked past, what flower they've just walked past. They've literally forgotten everything about nature. And, and you know, our ancestors, they, they knew what medicines to use, they knew what herbs to use, they knew how to grow things, they knew how to look after animals, they knew how to hunt, you know. So they really were very in, in tune. And they only took what they needed as well. We tend, do we take far too much? I mean... Like eat for fish, for example, like the overfishing is just ridiculous that yeah. we do. We we take as much as we bigger machines, bigger nets to take more and more and more, and then most of it ends up in landfill with food wastage. So actually, 
when you I, I I almost think like we're the teenage generation and you know that our ancestors were the like the, the smart adults who you know knew what they were doing yeah because we're acting like teenagers yeah that's really that's, a, that's a that's a nice way of putting it and, and then we are surprised that you know we are in balance we are in balance because we we live lives completely disconnected yeah, you know, yeah. From, from you know nature and from the world from you know spirituality uh, and and i think that's that's why you know there is a lot of greed lots of conflicts a lot of we are supposed to be in harmony we are supposed to live light in harmony i, I don't think why why is there so many greed conflict and so on it's just because you know it's the mindset because we are not living in tune in harmony and in balance we are imbalanced that's the problem and i think we yes. are we are now coming back with this awakening to living a life, the life that you are supposed and meant to live, i.e. a spiritual life. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people forget that like, we are a spirit living a human experience. We're not a body with a spirit attached. We are, you know, we live on um, the spirit. We live in the spiritual realm. We all have souls. But then we live in our minds. That's another realm. And we live in our bodies. So we live in three realms simultaneously. And there's I believe there's so many mental health problems and people who suffer from mental health because they're just trying to live in the body and the mind and they're forgetting the spiritual it's like it's like trying to, like it's like people are living like half a person you know you they're not whole and complete because they're just trying to live you know it just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever and my faith has always gotten me through um really dark times in the past and you know, it's my belief in not only myself. I mean, when I say the word faith and prayer, so many people think religious, which is not what I mean at all. Prayer is a um, positive affirmations, a form of positive affirmations. And belief is not necessarily like, yes, I believe in the divine and the universe, but I also believe in myself. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't believe in themselves or trust themselves. Um, and that is, you could say that is the spiritual, you know, that gut, I trust my gut feeling. I, you know, and that gut feeling is, is trusting, it's, it's having trust. It's, that gut feeling, I believe, is the link to the divine, you know, the divine source, whatever you may call it. But a lot of people just, they don't pay any attention to their gut feelings. And then they go, why didn't I listen to my gut feeling? Like, way yeah. after and then they're like they you know it's it's how we how we navigate our way through this life and I think so many people have gotten have been conditioned to believe they need to get up in the morning they need to go to work they need to earn money they need to pay the bills they need to come home and then they have to start the cycle again I mean if any god if I believed in that that was my life I think I would go mad as well because that is such a mundane existence <laughs> like that's not happiness and abundance it's Sorry, my cat is going to join us. She's about to jump up. She's like, I'm getting involved in this conversation. <laughs> but no, I, I think I think you're totally right. I mean, by by connecting with ourselves, because we, we are divine as well. Um, yeah. we, we are connecting to the divine. So we are, we are a conduit. And, and and you are right. I think we, we are meant to to lead lives more than just, you know, the mundane. But, but I can speak of experience. I still have one, you know, fit you know, on the corporate life and one fit on the spiritual life. And eventually it, it is very complicated uh, because, you know, you are being pulled apart, you know, by two polar, you know, opposites. And in fact, the reality is that, you know, you cannot, I don't think that the corporate life is sustainable without any form of spirituality yeah. because, you know, if a crisis, you know, or something quite challenging happens in life, or, you know, let's put it, you know, we were discussing earlier, spiritual initiation, what is left if you don't have spiritually this, this faith that you were referring to, yeah. this divine trust? Everything crumbles. Even It's even worse if you don't have anything else. It's an anchor, and it's a very important anchor in lives. Uh, and I can speak, you know, for, for those who are going to listen and wonder, oh, my God, that must be quite, you know, how can she be a lawyer? And at the same time, I say, yeah, it comes with with these challenges. But I'm hope, I'm hopeful that one day I will, you know, lead a fully, a, 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 you know, spiritual career, because I think that this is what we, we are we are meant to do. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a corporate career and that everyone is entitled and it's a matter of choice. Yeah. But I do think that spirituality is, is, is key. I mean, we are meant to, to be spiritual. Yeah. But it's even balance as well, because there's so many corporate companies who could 
well, actually, there's a, a very small amount now that are recognizing that their staff needs to maybe go away and meditate or, you know, they call people in to do group meditations and stuff like that. But they, you could have the balance. They could have the balance, couldn't they? They, they but it's, it's a choice. And I suppose it's also their programming and their conditioning. They probably haven't been raised to see, you know, unless they were inclined to go down the spiritual path, they probably wouldn't even think of it because it's something we don't really talk about in our society um, or we don't talk about enough in our society. Uh, other cultures, um, when you look at India, like cu cultures like that, they are very much, the spiritual is still very much part of their life. You know, they've, they've, they've got, well, they have far more time to pray than we do because I know that actually they take time during the day to actually stop what they're doing and to sort of like almost reset themselves and to come back to themselves. And, you know, and we, we just don't have that. We literally, I feel like we're on a rat race, like a hamster wheel and we I, never stop. Exactly. I think, I think it's, it's true that it's more the, the, the West, because even, I mean, I should have mentioned it in my introduction that, I mean, I'm, I'm from Senegal and Niger, so from West Africa and in, in Africa, it's, it's still very important. You know, spirituality is in the day to day practice, day to day life. You look in Asia, you know, you mentioned India, South America as well. Yeah. So um, it's, it's something that we need to, to really reconnect. And I do find that it's, you know, without it, it's life. It's, it's, it's as if, you know, we, we are an empty shell. Yeah something missing something very deep missing and then we realize as well that you know it has spirituality is an anchor yes you know for balance but emotional but also physical balance yes. uh, spiritual balance for everything and then it also helps to see life in a different perspective when you know the good comes but also when challenges comes and everything is, is a learning experience as opposed to something bad or so i think the society has to to reinvent itself uh, in around, you know, the point that you mentioned, having a corporate life, which is more in tune. But the problem is that, you know, it's not part of the system. The system no, wants, wants to maintain fear. And it's 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 quite, it's quite hard. It's quite ingrained. Yeah. And goodness, I'd have to change some policies and procedures if they wanted to, like, introduce anything new, wouldn't they? And, yeah, and it's just making... Oh, my goodness, my cat is really getting excited and clawing my legs. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but um thankfully in, in some schools now they're starting to teach meditation because meditation is a form of connecting with your spirituality like when you meditate it's not just decluttering your mind it's very much um it's it's that's when you get um I like to call them like downloads but when you receive information when you receive messages from your guides when you you might be struggling with a problem and then you meditate and then you, oh, that's the answer. You know, it just comes to you. Um, so it's really, in some schools, they're just starting to teach it now, which is really, which is a promising move forward. But I just think everything's taking so long and then they, you know, it's 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 not really taken seriously enough, but, um, I believe, still. I mean, and that's just the, the, the younger generation. We have all the other generations, you know, so, I mean, I think it would be wonderful if they taught meditation in like care homes and things like that for the elderly because they need it just as much as any other generation as well. Um, and it, it's just about being able to find that peace within yourself and to settle yourself down and, and to really tune into what your body's feeling as well. I, I, totally, I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's, you know, um, it's also, you know, about, about stillness, but stillness in the sense of, you know, reconnection to the present moment, because this is exactly, you know, the right race that you were mentioning before. You know, we're still always projecting ourselves in the future, in the past. And meditation gives you, you know, this, this, this focus and this opportunity to be in the present moment and just reconnect to, you know, what is reality? Because, you know, there is only the present moment at the moment. There is just not the future. There is not the past. It's, it's stillness. And, uh, and yeah, and, and I think... As you said, you know, download, uh, channeling, connectivity. But also I do find, you know, that meditation is a way to learn about myself. Yeah. Because you know, I start to identify the, the, the recurring thought patterns that I have, why it's always the same, you know, yeah. thoughts that comes back and comes back. Uh, and also not to cling on to this stuff anymore and just, you know, see them, you know, as cloud, you know, in the sky, 
Um, and it's 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 very, very important meditation. So I'm glad that you know they're starting teaching it, but you are right, it should be you know, much broader. It, it just should be compulsory everywhere, you know, in corporates, in, 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 you know, in firms, everywhere, everywhere. It should be just everywhere. I mean, people would actually be, if you look at it from a money point of view, people would, I know they would say, well, we're losing money because people are taking, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes out of every day to meditate. But actually, when people are, when people are um, able to regulate themselves emotionally and when they can, you know, when they can release a lot of stress and they're not in that, that stress mode they're actually more productive yep. so you know people companies would actually make more money by teaching their staff how to meditate and you would have less conflicts in the office you'd have less you know things would just be a lot easier and people would be happier as well people would are less likely to take time off work due to stress and and sickness because they would have that moment during the day to actually just go okay let's breathe and have a minute where we can recharge ourselves so but yeah it's just getting because med i mean meditation is well if you go to the doctor for example and say you're depression and anxious they do suggest meditation now um it's more like the cbt route rather than the humanistic approach um so they they are starting to um sort of talk about it but it, I, I still think it's very early days and and also for a, a civilized country it astounds me that we don't do a lot of these practices because I, I just think it's not very civilized not to do it <laughs> um it's not civilized to dump pollution into the streams and sewage and stuff like that I mean that's not how a civilized country would behave and you know, and all our food wastage and how many people we have homeless and, you know, the problems we have at the moment is for domestic abuse, for example, like it's not, it's not what I would call civilised. Um, you know, I mean, when people talk about third world countries, you sort of expect it there rather than in, you know, this country. But yeah, I think, I think next month in March, there's going to be a lot of changes. I, I'm already seeing like movements start up and a lot of changes are going to start happening, um, which I'm very excited for. Um, it's sort of like a nervous excitement because <laughs> you never know what's going to be in store. My cat is like really on one tonight, isn't she? She's like, oh, yeah. Changes in March. <laughs> no, but, but, but no, but you know, it, it, it's true. I mean, it seems that, you know, March is, is quite uh, topical at the moment. And, 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 you know, we were discussing how, I mean, I think that, you know, 2022 was really about working about on releasing what no longer serves us. Really, you know, it, it came back, you know, to the surface and, and everyone had to shed the skin, you know, in, in the easier way, in, in the more hardest way, going through really deep underworld, you know, journey. Yeah. And 2023 is really uh, the, the anchoring of, you know, the process that has been you know, done in 2022. So I see 2023 as, you know, the the confirmation or at least the validation of the work that has been established last year. Yeah. And I think that's why it's very interesting what you say about March, because it's going to be probably, you know, the, the turning points, you know, there where we are going to see, are we, have we been able to, to let go and of in 2022? I was going to say 2002. That's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was 2022, uh, or is it something that is, you know, any work that needs to be done? But I do feel that we are going to be forced this year to let go of what no longer serves us. Oh, there God, yeah. Shift. There will be shift. There will be change. There will be transformation, whether we want it or not. But it will always be for the highest good and for, for our own good. And when you look at the astrology, because astrology is a science in itself, which I, yeah, again, we, I think we should be teaching it in schools, quite honestly, yeah, the star systems, um, just how the universe works, just, I, I just feel like it's, kids would actually be interested in it, for instance, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we really want to learn about it, but also, um, when you look at the astrology and the stars, it does very much say that we are going to be, we're going to be releasing stuff that's been going on for the last two years which really matches up with the pandemic sort of time yeah. um so that's really interesting that you said that so I've got cat fur all over my face now and it's making my nose itch terribly 
but yes that and for me I feel like god I know what I've been going through the last two years I've been having a lot of court cases going on um I can't say in, in regards to what but to me it's just like oh my goodness yes they're going to be finished they're going to be over and done with <laughs> it's been going on for years they're finally <laughs> over um and I've been going through so much change and spiritual growth um I've fled domestic violence in case of control a number of years ago so I've literally feel like I've had to wipe the slate clean and really do some really in-depth work I had to change my programming change and that I see is very spiritual and a lot of people might not necessarily see that as spiritual work but it it actually is like changing your paradigm changing your thought patterns like you were talking about earlier on recognizing unhealthy habits um, and just really being kind to ourselves and loving to ourselves and stepping into the next best version of ourselves and that is spiritual growth that is spiritual work um, and and people just don't realize that because I don't think we we don't talk about it enough and we don't use that language so people just keep thinking about hippie stuff but it, it really isn't um and I, I, I write a lot about it in the book as well, like learning how we can manifest our dream life by learning that there's, you know, it was really hard for me to learn that um, I could have whatever I wanted to have. I was like, oh, my God, really? And then I learned about the natural laws of the universe. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what's going on internally is being reflected in my environment. And I've attracted different situations and events into my life. And I really struggled to accept that. I mean, that was horrible to, to accept that. And, and understanding why I was vulnerable to abuse of men and and really just changing all of that. So I, I feel like this year now, I really feel this year is going to be the year where I start seeing some like really nice positive things coming into my life. I'm sure I'm sure it will happen and, and to be honest I mean I'm actually reading your book um and I, and I found it great I think you know I really you know um encourage the, the audience you know to to read it it's it's really really interesting um and yeah so thanks you know for writing this book because I think I'm learning a, a great deal uh, and I think yes you're right there have been a lot of work being done. I've worked a lot as well the past two years. And I think at the collective level, you know, a, a, there is a lot of purge, a collective purge that is happening at the moment. Uh, and we are going to see the the, the results. And, 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 and coming back to your point of, you know, what is spiritual as well, you know, looking at, you know, the patterns, working on that. You are right. It's it's spirituality. We are we have to learn to see ourselves as whole, you know, in, in the, the the positive light and also the, the more challenging aspect of ourselves, you know, what uh, Carl Jung called the, the shadow. Um, it, it's quite important to embrace all facets of ourselves. Yeah. And I think this is part as well of the learning process. If you want to be spiritually aware, um, you you need to learn, you know, what what is what triggers you um, and also what you try to hide, what, you know, bothers you, what are your patterns that, you know, are quite uncomfortable. And that's part of growth. And that's why also yeah. we we go through this spiritual initiation because sometimes, you know, it's very easy to get comfortable to the way we operate. And then suddenly, boom, there is this deep, you know, spiritual initiation. And it's about it. And it's telling you to, this is something that you have ignored. Now you need to look at it. You yeah. need to learn what is the lesson. And then, and so that's why for me, you know, reading your book, that was very interesting, you know, on the world journey you know, all your domestic abuse and you came out of it, you know, with all this knowledge, all this empowerment. And and, and this is something that fascinates me more and more, the spiritual, you know, initiation, because I'm, I've been on the spiritual initiation since last May, you know, quite a lot of challenging stuff happening. And, you know, but this is meant to, to force us in a way, I mean, force us, it may be a strong word, but the divine guiding us to release and so that we can grow yeah and, and i found it very fascinating yeah because there is the other side like in unless you go through it like you need to go through it in order to become the next best version of yourself and no matter how horrible it is i always try and see like i always try and say right i've been through this it's absolutely horrible and don't wish it on anybody but because i've been through it now i can help and support other people but also i am the person i am i am the person i am today because of my past and then I, you know, and I wouldn't be who I am now if I hadn't have gone through that. 
and it is like and that and I suppose is an element of the biggest spiritual growth for me was for, the forgiveness because I had to forgive myself for letting someone do that to me and then I had to forgive that person and because I couldn't heal or move on or let go or release unless I had forgiven them and a lot of people are like, well, how on earth do you forgive somebody who's put you through four years of psychological, you know, abuse and like cohesive control and domestic abuse? And I was trauma bonded as well. I mean, it was awful. But um, like, how do you forgive somebody um, who's done that to you? And it took me it took me years to actually forgive them. But then I realized also from learning from the universal laws and things like that. But unless I. I was putting if I was putting hatred out into the universe towards him I was just in, in an essence hating myself because that's what I was attracting back to me so if I really truly wanted to love and forgive myself I had to forgive him so I could attract situations so I could attract the best life I could possibly have back to me because you will if you go through your life living um with a heart full of like pain and suffering and hatred you're not you're not living an abundant life full of happiness because that's always going to be there and if you ignore it or try and push it down or suppress it it will just layer up it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger and then one day it might come out as post-traumatic stress disorder or anything like that it could just all come out one day so it's really important to release that and that was so hard I mean my goodness when I I woke up one morning and I decided I had just decided I had a dream I had forgiven him and then I woke up and I was like oh my god I've actually forgiven him and the dream interestingly enough was my subconscious mind talking to me then the next day it was like my conscious mind cottoned on and then I think I cried for nearly two weeks I went through some it was like purging like you said it was like releasing and I would just I put the kettle on to make a cup of tea and then I just start crying <laughs> and I was like why am I crying but it was actually just it was just the release from it all um and that was like a huge experience in itself and and then I got tested and I get tested time and time again like have I actually forgiven him with different situation and events that happen or have happened and I've had to involve the police and it's really tested me whether I had forgiven him or not but thankfully like well I had done so I was like oh now I feel like I can start attracting in the best life I could possibly want to live. So, yeah, for, for forgiveness is um, can be very very difficult to achieve. I mean, it's 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 not easy, but on the but but it has to be done. Yeah, uh, because as you said, you know the there is a lot of you know negative energy that gets stuck in the body in the emotion, and sooner or later, you know, it does create you know issues and imbalances. Yeah. So it's and also it slows down the progress. And it's part of the spiritual growth to be able to forgive because we are not meant to live in this constant, you know, grudge, hatred. We were not born about, you know, born to do that. And it's also about, you know, we were discussing, you know, ascension being, you know, led by the heart. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the mind that's going to keep us. You know, basically, no, don't forgive, don't forget this is what he has done. And it's hard, it's really hard yeah. because we have been conditioned, you know, you know, acting a certain way, but it is essential forgiveness. And and you and it's very interesting when you say about test, because it's always happened that when you have this very deep, very intense, or any you know, spiritual initiation, eventually there will be a test to see if you have learned a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the exactly. challenge in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my goodness, I have to go through this again. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 really it's 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 really interesting, you know, this um, you know, if you look at the, the, the cycle of life and, and what sometimes you know we have to, to go through, but it's always important, you know, to to remember that you know during these difficult phases, this is probably where we grow the, the most. It's really where, you know, we really evolved and this is where we mature and this is where we shift drastically as well. Yeah, uh, you, you also get that sense of feeling lighter as well. You just feel lighter. And it's actually really interesting, like in the Egyptian time, they believe that when you passed away and you were going to go to the, the next world, your heart would be weighed against a feather 
to see like how much you held on to. So, I mean, the Egyptians were very advanced. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the, you know, the connection, I mean, obviously the descendant of Atlantis and it's just, it was such a powerful and it's still such a powerful, you know, um, civilization which has a lot we still have a lot to you know discover about about ancient egypt about the pyramid the numerology um yes. the sound you know they use and and you know the the, the gods and goddesses that they have are, are, are extremely powerful great teachers um and and i think you know there is still a lot to discover about you know ancient egypt this is really something um a civilization i'm, I'm particularly fond my name is, is egyptian uh, and I've origin from from Egypt as well, so I'm really really into you know ancient Egypt. Uh, but I think if you look you know across you know the world, all this ancient you know civilization teaches us you know you know the connection to the heart, you know the openness, you know connection to the 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 cosmos, yeah. uh, to the world, to 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 love one another, to love ourselves, and they all have you know the, the same you know I think uh, language and messages that 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 we still need to to learn and also to discover because there's still a lot that we need to unravel about this civilization. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that, you know, through spiritual, spiritual initiation and through this challenging, sometimes this is also how we connect. Uh, I started to connect with ancient Egypt because I was going through a rough time uh, and then uh, Nordic presences because I was going through these two years of, you know, pandemic, lots of change and shift. So it's also a way, you know, this initiation to connect to um to new presences or they are going to come and make you say well you know you are ready now you've been through this we are stepping forward do you want to work with us so it's 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 all very interesting you know all these phases that we uh, all this spiritual journey i think it's probably the most fasc fascinating journey and the most interesting journey we can we could ever have you know yeah, we're so time. so lucky that we have the technology to just google something and look something up and we can pull up ancient books and texts so if we were wealthy enough we could buy them you know we're so lucky like on auction sites and like we're so lucky we can actually hunt down this information it's so readily readily available and people can write a book and then publish it and then boom everyone can have that knowledge so back in like the olden days but back in the days of our ancestors like if this is the mind-blowing thing as well is that a lot of people thought they couldn't communicate from like through different continents but when you look at the myths and the tales, I mean, look at dragons, for example. We were talking about dragons earlier on. Yes. They're in every single continent. And allegedly at the time, they hadn't encountered the other continents because they hadn't had a means of transport. Yet they come up with the same mythological creature time and time and time again. And it's like, well, if they hadn't even, you know, travelled halfway across the world, how on earth did they both come up with the same thing? So... I think, yeah, we don't give our ancestors anywhere near enough credit, but I do think we are so lucky and privileged to have such an unlimited amount of technology at our fingertips. Yeah, um, exactly. Knowledge at our fingertips through technology. So it, it's sort of like, so yeah, you almost want to say like, well, why are we here? We should be way more advanced. Yes, yes. You know, yes. it hasn't happened. I think, I think it will. I think we are on our way. I think it will require, there will still be, you know, you know, people or the system to try to slow down. But, you know, there is a pace of, of awakening. And you mentioned dragon, you know, order of very ancient wisdom. If you look at pyramid as well, you look in South America, you look in Africa, you look, you know, everywhere. You, yeah, you look at the Mayan temples in the middle of a rainforest. Yes. You even know, in Africa, we are pyramid. Uh, even, you know, I would say, you know, in uh, not, you know, obviously, uh, Egypt, other than Egypt, there are other countries, you know, where, you know, in Africa as well, there, there are pyramids. So it's not Asia have pyramids as well. Um, yeah, even in Mexico, so, one of the yes. biggest pyramids in the world. Yeah, they have uh, unbelievable sites. So there, there were clearly connections and uh, they were, you know, they were connected. Even when you look at crystals, the use of crystals in the past in ancient civilization. Oh, yeah, so, everywhere. So it's, it's it's clear that, you know, they were they, they were deeply connected uh, and, and yeah, dragon, I, I do feel that, you know, I never connected with dragon, but I'm starting to get more and more into it. And I feel that, you know, the dragon energy is probably going to be more prominent, I think, going forward as well. They are coming back with this wisdom. It's time for us again to reconnect to this ancient wisdom. And uh, and it, they are very 
wise, very wise mm -hmm. beings. Funny uh, enough, I just done your tarot reading and you had swords, which is about the mind, and you had wands, which is element of fire and dragons of fire. Nice. So, yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, I just think it's, oh, yes. I mean, I have actually, funny enough, learned so much from the tarot cards and the oracle cards because some of them, the explanations, when you read the books that go with complement the cards, they're just so full of knowledge they are, and they're so wonderful. And the tarot cards have really helped me through the worst times in my life. They they really have done. I've got, I mean, I've got mountains of them. <laughs> and and oracle cards but they are so they get you to connect because if i if i use my brain half the time i think well i can't say that because i'd sound crazy because you overthink things yeah channeling through the body is just with such ease and you just i say things and people always go well that was very accurate but i don't really use my mind for it i just use my sub i guess my subconscious mind my body my 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 instincts my intuition and because yeah if i thought i mean i did a reading for somebody and i kept saying to her i keep seeing a little black dog with red collar and it turned out that was her first dog her parents ever bought her mm. and i that just kept coming through but if i had a said at the beginning when I started tarot readings I was like well I can't say that because it could be wrong and then they'll go well, no I don't know what you're talking about and then I was worried I would have like made a mistake or you know those silly thoughts that go through our heads so so yeah using the cards have really helped me like tune in and yeah yeah and they're just wonderful and I wish they would teach them everywhere actually um yeah, yeah. because I think it would give people so much more clarity and guidance I, I totally agree I, I love um Oracle cards. I love tarot. I'm certainly not as knowledgeable, you know, as you in terms of you know tarot, but it does provide me with some sort of uh, of uh, very, I will say, objective, more objective guidance because you know it's what I really like about it is is what I need to know as opposed to what I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's that that's what I like. So you know, and also the visual impact, the effect, and. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I use them, you know, and I connect with crystals and I, you know, ask for my presences, you know, to make sure that, you know, my mind is a bit out of the way. But I love, I love Oracle cards and, and, and tarot. And I think it should be, it should be actually used, you know, um, more more widely and and more often by people. I just, you pull them, you know, every morning, every time, you know, before I go to bed, just to give me some sort of, okay, what do I need to know? What What is the guidance? Um, that I need to know, you know, today. And before I go to bed, I do find, and I don't know what you think, Kitty, but before I go to bed, I found it extremely powerful to, to, to just have a card before going to bed. I don't know why, but for me, it does do something. Quite yeah, it sort of like puts you into that frame of mind before you go to sleep, yeah. and then you sleep easier, and then you would just receive so much more because it's your subconscious. Mm. Your, when you, your subconscious mind is always working. 20 it never stops your conscious mind obviously has to stop it can't it can't function all the time so when you're sleeping your your um they say you need to sleep so your body can rest well that's not the case at all you sleep so your conscious mind can rest because when you sleep your body has more adrenaline in it the muscles are constantly twitching your heart doesn't stop beating you don't stop breathing your stomach doesn't stop working so nothing actually stops it's just so your conscious mind can sort of get out the way so your subconscious can do like general maintenance and repairs and stuff and heal but also um, we are infinite beings so yes we are connected to the divine but when you read that card before you go to bed at night it's almost like you can you can think about the message before you go to sleep and then it just sort of ties in so nicely um it's like saying positive affirmations before you go to sleep because and your brain can work on that card before you go to sleep and sort of I just love them because it's like I say someone giving you a nice big loving hug it's like here's some guidance and here's a hug you know it's just a lovely lovely energy and when you connect to your guides and you do connect to your guides through the cards you just feel like I don't know it's really hard to like to to describe it when you have never done it before it's like trying to describe color to someone who's blind it's really difficult it's, it's I, I I I agree I, I know what you mean it's it's you know, there is a certain feeling that you get 
Yeah. Uh, so I think it's always quite reassuring that, you know, and it's also a very good reminder that we are never alone. Yes, yeah. Never alone. I mean, there is always someone, you know, always an ancestor, you know, um, you know, a, 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 you know, someone who has passed away, a guide, an angel, an ascendant master. There is always a god, goddesses. There is always someone, you know, here just to guide us. Yeah. And, and what I like about, you know, the cards is that sometimes, you know, it's just surprisingly um, different from what you would expect. Yes. And uh, you will have a perspective or at least you think that you will see a situation a certain way and then this card will challenge. And then you you are thinking, oh, actually, that's not what I thought it was. So it's it's interesting. And then you realize that it was something that you have not necessarily thought of. And I like the fact that, you know, it's not, we you know, with force that it comes, but it's with, look at the broader perspective. There is also this side that you have to, to look at. Or oh, there is, this is what's going, you know, what this is what you need to consider. Or, is, or it's like the hug that you mentioned, comfort, nurturing. And so that's what I like. The encompasses, it's, it's just as if it's really a broad spectrum yeah. of what a card can, can, can bring you. Uh, and in, and I think in challenging moments, um, cards have, have been quite, in, in great moments, I think they are great, but I think in challenging mo moments, they, they give you this discomfort that you may yeah. not see. They know, definitely receive. do. And they give different, they can give you different outcomes to different situations. So they, if it's like you're sitting down and you're problem solving almost. They just give you different perspectives as well. They they help you see things from different angles like you said but they also they just they just twist things in a completely different way yeah. and it's like they help you recognize stuff that you might have overlooked um like for example when i i, I mean I, I used cards since i was a child um really but i never never used them properly um but they were always there and then when I fled domestic abuse, well, actually, when I was planning to flee domestic abuse, that's when I really started using them because I was like, I just needed something more in that moment in time. And I also felt like at the time I couldn't talk to my family and friends because I was so ashamed mm -hmm. that I was in that situation. So I started using my cards and they actually started showing me freedom. They literally showed me that I could get through the situation that I could have the life I wanted, that everything was going to be okay. But they also taught me to navigate the waters carefully as well and be smart about stuff. And um, they really did help me see things from a completely different perspective. And at the time I was like, I had memory loss. I questioned my sense of reality sometimes. It, it was, I had woken up from a coma. It was really, my brain was really scrambled, but the cards were just so gentle with their messages. And so, they just always made sense as well. And I, I never went, God, I don't know what this reading meant. They always like, it was like, and I felt like I could talk to them. I know that sounds strange, but I would actually sit down and talk to my cards and really, and it was actually this deck. Like I've built such a relationship with it. I had other decks that I would use, but this one, I just, I bought out the blue and, um, I remember like like hiding the Amazon box so my ex couldn't see that I had ordered something off the internet. I mean, that's how bad it had gotten. And I remember like I'd have to wait until he had passed out from drinking before I could use them. And I would just sneak away and I would use them and I would talk to them. And they were like the friend I had, like, because I couldn't talk to anyone at the time. Well, I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone at the time because of the shame and everything. But I felt like, you know, I could talk to them and I could they knew everything about me and they knew all my secrets and they knew, you know, they, they, they knew all the stuff I'd gone through. Like I didn't have to explain anything to them. They just knew. And, um, but I'm, I'm like talking as if they're people, which is a bit strange, but that's the sort of relationship I had with them. And now I just, now I just can't live without them. Like I always do a card reading before any, before I talk to the police, before I have a, like a court case, like they are literally my, like I, I use them all the time. Yeah, they, they are they are a conduit, you know, to to, you know, one of the, the the many conduits because obviously there are other tools as well, but to to higher presences, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it could be, you know, it it, it they are quite powerful. Uh, I do find as well that they they anchor a certain you know um, knowledge, uh, and I always think of you know the hangman, 
You know, for yeah. me, that's, that's what represents me. For me, oracle cards and tarot, yeah. it's really the perspective ups and down. So I will look at it, you know, from a certain perspective, and then they will come and just say, no, look at it the other way around. Yeah. And and this is the way out, but in a really compassionate way. That's what I like as yeah. well. Not, but, but I guess it's also, you know, because of the presence, you know, that are around and feeds into the, the beauty yeah. Uh, of the, the you know and also uh, another thing that I found very interesting is you know I will just pick a card and then let's say two months I pick the card and I will see something completely different mm. yes yeah they do change they do they literally they do change you never the, the, you never look at a card twice and think it meant the same thing like each time it's something different because it depends on the other cards around it as well but it also can like your frame of mind like it's just the experience like yeah they just they just each time it's different but yeah and I love the cards as well because if you did talk to a person they could make you doubt yourself they could talk you out of something their opinions and their judgments and their influences would influence yours but with the cards I just felt so safe I thought they're never going to yell at me they're never going to get angry at me they're never going to tell me I'm wrong or stupid like they're just there to fully support me in that moment and to ground me as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and then I just wanted to use my gift to help other people, I suppose. And that, that's how really the tarot card started. And then I and then I started like buying many oracle decks. Oh, don't, don't tell me about it. <laughs> I, th I think, you know, it, it never ends. I think a tarot or oracle collection, I keep buying more and more and more. But then, you know, it, it, it's helpful because I think the, you can combine them and also you want a different energy. Uh, you know, we're talking about dragon. I bought, you know, um, a dragon oracle card, and then I bought, you know, the Marie Magdalene as well. You know, it, it's quite. I think it's 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 really fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's also and I, and I do feel that it can awaken psychic. Oh, yeah. They do. They really helped me fine tune mine. Um, they really did. And and the certain authors as well. You get quite fond of them. Like I'm so sad that Doreen Virtue doesn't oh, yeah. do oracle cards anymore she was a genius i mean Great. sadly she's gone catholic not sadly but she's gone catholic but i mean this deck here for example the the romance mm -hmm. or oracle cards i mean they're worth about 170 pounds now because no. they're not published anymore yeah yeah because she's my not... decks i know because and the... then i dropped the boxes and i dent the corners and everything <laughs> this is worth like you know 70 quid this one it's not as popular but i dropped it the other day and i dented the box i'm like well i'm never going to sell them because they're like my babies <laughs> but, no, but exactly but you you're right because i know that she stopped publishing them and i think the last time i checked it was around 100 but it obviously keeps increasing as the years go by because um Obviously, um, they're they're becoming scarce because they are no they are no longer available. Uh, but I am a big fan of her of her decks. I do find them extremely accurate. Yes. Um. Uh, I like as well Alana Fairchild's uh, deck. I do find them very deep. Uh, but they, there are lots of of people out there doing. Uh, are you planning to do a deck maybe one day? I am. I am. Yeah, I am planning to do some. So. Yeah, I've got I've got a number of ideas, a number of ideas. And I love I love quantum physics. And a lot of people go, quantum physics, like what? Well, but that's the whole universal laws. And yeah. Einstein believed in it. But also like with some of the Oracle cards, like Doreen Virtue, she does talk about quantum physics. Ooh, I don't have this deck message. Ah yeah, yeah, magical message for I, I couldn't, you know, I'm not able to find it anymore. Yeah, they are really hard to get hold of. Um I got most of mine off eBay. But um she she um she does talk about quantum physics. She talks about like using the law of attraction, but she also talks about like the archangel. So she has so much stuff in her cards. I mean, they're not, I don't know what people think of when they think of Oracle cards, but they actually have, when you read the books, there is a lot of information in there. And like Einstein and a lot of his colleagues talk about quantum physics. So it's not just, you know, I, I love how people call it woo-woo, but it's not just, you know, it's so much more um and Colette um Baron Reed she's also yeah I like good. her I, I I really like her I have the the crystal one I really like this deck um yeah she, she she's I mean there's so many there is a lot of choice there is there is so much choice but uh, yeah I agree I think it's a it's a nice way to to connect you know it's it's a it's a really nice spiritual practice yeah and um, I think if you're just starting off on the spiritual experience and, and learning about it they're a really good way to to sort of support you as you learn 
um, and to help you reflect and because self-reflection and self-awareness is the biggest spiritual program like you can't get any more like that that is everything really when it comes to spiritual awakening is self-awareness and self-reflection um and yeah and then from then onwards you just everything else starts just starts snowballing really yeah no no you you're right self-awareness self self-reflection you know being led by the heart you know yeah. center um and you know and connect you know obviously to to the to the divine the collective and uh you know our ancestors i think we 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 mentioned that's very yeah. important um we we live in a world but you know we are not on our own we need to think of the of the collective and i think we need to really it's very important i think to look back and um and and really feed ourselves from you know the ancestral ancestral line the, the knowledge i think we are coming back to that as well i do feel that this year there is something about ancestral lines this year i don't know about clearing as well of ancestral line that's what i feel as well i think this year energy wise i feel like it's a slow dense energy but but not always i feel like it's i feel like like i said earlier on like a, a imagine a dam with water and all the pressures building up and it feels like nothing's happening and everything's very dense and slow and nothing you can't see any surface results and then suddenly boom down breaks and it's just a massive flood and then I feel like yeah and then it's going to be feel like it's a slow dense energy again so yeah it's um yeah this year is going to be I keep saying this year every year I go this year is going to be my year well I really feel like this year will be my year no but you know what every single year is your year and yeah it is technically it's a matter of perspective even if it's you know not so great or what we expect we still learn we are still on the learning yeah yeah I think We've yeah. grown. So every year is a, is, a, is a good year. Yeah, fact. like last year I wrote a book in three months and <laughs> I decorated the whole house. I had COVID as well for a couple of weeks. But yeah, last year I did a lot. I finished my university course. And I always, I'm terrible for beating myself up and thinking I haven't done enough. But actually I've done, I've done all fair. Podcast, podcast and you know, you're like reading. You're doing so much. I know, I know. I don't do the podcast and I have a two-year-old, yeah. <laughs> so honestly, I think you know every single year is a is a, is a good one, but it's just that it's very hard sometimes to to gain a perspective. And that's why we are going back to the point of to gain perspective, you need yeah. spirituality. But every year there is something to learn. Every single year. And I very much feel like the last few years, people have been like lining stuff up. It's all just being lined up and like sowing, for example, like sowing the fields, planting the seeds. Um, and this year is the harvest year. I agree. I think, yeah, exactly. And that's why we have to shed a lot yeah. of you know, things that, because we, we we planted, we needed to plant. And in order to plant, you need to let go of the old seeds. Yeah. You can plant, you know, you need to plant new ones. Uh, and I'm so <laughs> Plant new ones. <laughs> so I feel like thinking... happened. A chapter's been through my life. <laughs> Let's plow this all up. No, but you, you, you have everyone. You know, we have planted new seeds that are going. You know, to grow. Uh, you know, starting as of you know this year. And I also think that there is a reconnection to past lives. You know, we are talking a lot about you know ancestor. I think a lot of people, are, including me, have coming back with you know a lot of knowledge about their past life. It could be you know flashback dreams, yeah. and this is something that needs to be reintegrated as part of our gifts for yeah. this year. Because this year we are meant as well to use lots of our gifts and be open about it. And for those, you know, like, like me who have struggled, you know, I mean, I'm writing, you know, blogs and I've stopped because, you know, I, I started the spiritual initiation and even to do my spiritual come out was really a big deal. And it took me ages. We need, we need more of us doing this. This is, yeah. this is important. This is important. It's a role model and to show people like it's okay and we're not all crazy people. And yeah, it's it's good and it's natural and it's healthy. Yep. <clears throat> exactly. And I think the more we do that, the more as well we contribute, you know, yeah. for the ascension and, and the light. And it's and hopefully, you know, we can, you know, just uh, help others as well because it is quite, you know, you know, intimidating probably from the mind perspective because I always thought, oh my God, oh my God, this is outside, you know, my comfort zone. I can't do that. I can't do that. And in fact, it it, it needs to be done. So I think past life, people need to be pay attention as well to past life because there is a lot of, um, I think, um, 
claiming back the knowledge and gifts yeah. from past life that is going to be integrated. It started actually last year, uh, and I think the past three years, but I think it's going to come fully into uh, integration this year. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So, well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, and that was wonderful speaking to you. I'll make sure I put your links up in the description so people can find you if they want to. And thank yeah, you. thank you so much. Thank you very much, Kitty, for having me. It was great fun. Love chatting yes. to you and, you know, sharing, you know, and exchanging, you know, information and love hearing about your experience. And I'm really, really grateful to you, um, you know, for just inviting me. This is my first, you know, spiritual interview. And I hope, uh, you You've know, many. <laughs> yes, hopefully, you know, the first out of many of many. And uh, thank you very much for for your trust and, you know, uh, for your kindness. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, say goodbye to all my lovely listeners and we shall see you um, Friday. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.